welcome to... Wait a second. Calvin, where are we? Well, we're in the recording studio, but this isn't our podcast. I think this is another show on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Oh man, we gotta get out of here. Wait, maybe we should tell them about our show. Hey, that's a swell idea. Our show, Let's Pharmanize, is everything you'd want in a pharmacy podcast. History, pop culture, sex appeal, and humor. We've covered the drug from Limitless, medicine of World War II, the ancient history of birth control, and more. Let's open the vault. Crack that baby open. Does one of the side effects of this medication include a good time? (laughs) Yeah, it's E. So there's G, M, A, D, and then there's E. E stands for allergies. It's like this spider, like, drapey thing. We have used wet meatloaf five times in this conversation, and that is five too many times to use the term wet meatloaf. It's like a round lasagna. I mean, you know, it hurts pretty bad, and you're thinking, man, onga bunga, this is pretty bad. <laughs> we post new episodes every Monday. Check out Let's Farmanize on your favorite podcast platform and social media. All that and more on Let's Farmanize. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is the PGX for Pharmacists podcast. We believe pharmacists are the best positioned providers to lead in PGX. Pharmacogenomics is the study of how genes affect a person's response to drugs. This relatively new field combines pharmacology and genomics to develop effective, safe medications and doses that will be tailored to a person's genetic makeup. This podcast is dedicated to pharmacists with an interest in learning more about the data analytics, industry trends, and evidence-based usage of pharmacogenomics. Welcome to PGX for Pharmacists, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. My name is Banasarami, the host of PGX for Pharmacists podcast and the most amazing, largest pharmacy podcast in the nation. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm an MSL to a PGX company called Althea DX, where I'm creating contents and educating clinicians on the value of PGX and helping interpret the report. I'm also a PGX coach for many years now, helping pharmacists start up their consulting career and discovering the possibilities out there for them. But enough about me. Let me introduce you to the amazing um, guest we have, Dr. Jamie Wilkie. Grew up in a small town in Wyoming where she got her start in pharmacy working at local city drug. She attended the University of Wyoming School of Pharmacy. She was active in student government at her university and also served as the president and later as vice president of her pharmacy school. For 10 whole years post-graduation, Jamie worked in the community pharmacy while raising four little boys. However, having a young family and community pharmacy work schedule was really not highly compatible. So in 2020, not too long ago, she created her own job for herself that better suited her talents and her passion and, of course, her busy family schedule. She jumped out of retail and, and in the world of entrepreneurship. She's the founder and CEO of Archie's Health and serve as a precision medicine consultant pharmacist focusing on pharmacogenomics. After getting her practice up, she turned around and began promoting and empowering other pharmacists to champion PGX and create their own consulting practice through PGX Consulting Confidence Academy. I love it. I love it. Dr. Wilkie is a member of CPIC as well as the nonprofit organization uh, GTMR. She's a pharmacist who loves what she does and brings passion to the pharmacy profession. So, so very proud beyond words to have her on here. I remember when we first met, she reached out a few years ago 
to me to coach her to start her own PGX career. And now the teacher is the student. So I applaud you where you are and how amazing, how far you've come. I think I can keep going, just introducing you, uh, Jamie. So I'll, I'll stop and I'll just let you introduce yourself. Sorry, I just get excited. And thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad to be talking with you, Benaz, because we work in the same space and we're good friends and we're both championing the implementation of pharmacogenomics into our profession. And it's such an exciting place to be. And it's just so rewarding because it feels like there's no competition in this space. There's just opportunity and so much of it out there, which is really refreshing from uh, traditional pharmacy where there is a lot of competition and a lot of scarcity in in this entrepreneurial space, especially focusing on PGX, there's just nothing but opportunity and a bright future ahead. So it's a fun place to be and I'm glad we still get to work together. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad it's, it's very exciting. But I, what I want to know is I know stepping outside of retail is very difficult for a lot of people, especially you got four young boys, you, you have your hands full. So I don't know how you did it. But again, if you want to share uh, uh, how you got there and what made you move that, that was a big move. And um, what made you do that for, uh, for our audience to listen? I, we would love to hear it. Oh, sure, Benaz. So I had a very traditional career for a very long time. I just worked at Walgreens for 10 years. I did nothing else in pharmacy and I wasn't even that interested in my profession. I didn't like actively read pharmacy journals or pharmacy magazines or even get interested in like doing my CEs to keep up my license every year because I didn't feel like I was that interested in my profession. It provided a good job for me and my family, but my interest kind of stopped there. And so I enjoyed being a pharmacist for 10 years, but increasingly over the years, the job got more and more stressful. And I felt like there was more risk staying because as a pharmacist who'd been at Walgreens for more than 10 years, I felt like I, my job was at risk when I had a higher salary than most new hire pharmacists. I felt like it was just a matter of time before my hours got cut or before my position got eliminated instantly just to be replaced with, with a lower cost pharmacist. And so it felt, I just didn't feel like I could do that for another 20 or 30 years. In addition to the ever increasing job demands and stress of traditional pharmacy roles. So for a long time, I looked for another, another job and another way to be a pharmacist. And just, I just felt stuck. I felt pigeonholed especially as a retail pharmacist, I felt like I can't do anything else in pharmacy. I couldn't go work at a hospital pharmacy, even if I got one of those jobs, because I forgot so much of what, of the hospital pharmacy material. And I didn't get a residency or an MBA or any higher education other than my PharmD. So I felt unqualified for many of the advanced job postings. And so I just felt stuck and frustrated and like, questioning if pharmacy was really the right choice for me because I don't even love medicine as a pharmacist and felt like it didn't align with my values to just be medicating people um, at Walgreens and just giving them 10, 15, 20 prescriptions a month and saying, good luck. If you have any questions, give me a call. It just didn't align with who I was and like the reason I went to pharmacy school. And so all of that changed, at least started the process of change a couple of years ago when a really close family member of mine was suffering from depression and she finally went to the doctor and decided to get medication to treat her depression. 
Um, and the doctor agreed that that therapy would be the appropriate next step. However, they didn't do a PGX test for her to see what medication was likely to work. And she got the wrong medication for her DNA and it sent her spiraling. She started having suicidal ideation. She had to be an inpatient, um, in the psych ward at the local hospital, not once, but twice for two weeks in a row. And so to see her and her young family go through such an awful ordeal just because of the wrong medication that could have been so easily preventable, it just started my wheels spinning as a pharmacist to say like, what went wrong here? How can this be prevented? Because it's one thing to learn in pharmacy school, the statistics that, you know, adverse medication events are the fourth leading cause of death in the United States. And it's another to be a family member of one of those, of one of those severe adverse reactions and to see how it just throws a whole family's life upside down and set them back emotionally, mentally, definitely economically, just because of one wrong medication. And so then it sent me down the path of, of what is pharmacogenomics? Because after, after a couple of months, uh, a doctor finally wised up and said, you know, we need to do a test on your DNA to see what medication works best for you. They did it, found out she was on the wrong one after all, put her on the right one. Now she's doing much better. And so seeing the power, I know seeing the power of the right medication made me feel like, wow, as pharmacists, it's, it's our duty to champion this and to really like elevate our profession to the next level. And so I was interested in it for a while. And then after working in retail through the beginning of COVID, I said, this is enough. I can't do this anymore. And so I just jumped all in and worked with the NAS um, and said, I'm going to figure out how to create a consulting practice focusing on PGX because this is where a profession needs to be. I don't know any consultant pharmacists. Why are there no consultant pharmacists? We can do this. And it just opened a can of worms that has been so awesome. Yeah, there are not many out there. And I'm so happy that you're actually educating other pharmacists to get out of, you know, where they're at, you know, in the pharmacy world, because we don't know any better. When we started off in pharmacy school, I didn't know anything about PGX. I didn't know about business. We don't study those at all. So I'm just so happy that we have another you that can actually tell other people coming out that there are other options because the story that you told about your, your story is actually very common, but people don't know there are other options and they just get stuck on 20, 10 years, 20, 30, and that's where they stay the whole entire life. And so we, you're right. We as pharmacists have so much more value, but we get drained. And so don't see ourselves doing anything valuable at the community level that I don't think we're good at our jobs. And I can't speak for everybody, of course, but I can say that for myself. Like, so that's, that's terrible. So I'm, I'm glad that you were able to do that, get out and now be uh, a champion. Like you say, for other people that that's really awesome to see. Um, but what are, what is the, like the one question that you get from most pharmacists besides obviously how, or whatever, how to get out of retail. What's the number one thing you hear outside of that that really they struggle with when they want to transition? Because not everybody has the uh, the resource or the mind, the entrepreneurial mindset to start up a business. Or what if they don't have the financial means? Or what is a startup cost? Or uh, what if you're a single mom? What if it's you've been doing this for forty years and now you have a lot of um, you know, things stocked up at where you're at, a hospital, retail. So how do you, how do you help them through that? 
Oh yeah, that's that's a really good question, Benaz. And the biggest question is like, how how do I do this? And isn't there a lot of risk in doing something new or starting a business? Isn't that so risky? I don't know. If, I don't know if I could do something that risky. When really, to me, <laughs> it's riskier to stay where you are with your head in the sand and just hope that hope that nothing happens to your job that your whole family hinges on. Because like you said, you're a single mom and you don't have a lot of time. And to make to make building a side hustle and building a career for yourself on the side work for your schedule is totally achievable, um, depending on the amount of time you have. So for me, I was lucky and was able to just quit and jump all into it. I know most people aren't don't aren't able to do that. And that's fine. That's the security of building a side hustle, especially while you still have full-time income that you can depend on. Cause then you're investing on the side and spending your time and energy on the side while you still have that comfort zone to, um, to have your back. So whether it takes you three months or a year or three years to be investing in your spare time, investing in yourself, making yourself more valuable is not risky at all. And that's a reason I like consulting so much is because there's, there's not really a startup cost, not, not considering how many other businesses have high startup costs, especially with like a brick and mortar, you have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars here when you're consulting, it's mostly your time that you're investing. And so it's so achievable. And no matter where you set your goals, you can build it on this, on the side. And especially as you're smart with your time, you can work pretty efficiently. Yeah, that's 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 right what you're saying, but I don't think what you did was luck. I think it was a lot of hard work, <laughs> a lot of determination, a lot of confidence. Really, I I don't like I, and I don't mean to speak for about for everybody, but I don't really believe in luck. It's just very, it plays a really minor role in actually I should speak for myself in my life. So it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of, you know, it's like you said, it's your own business. So the amount of time Mm -hmm. and energy you put into it is what you get out of it. So I think you, you had a lot of dedication, a lot of confidence, a lot of putting into hours to making this happen. You just, your luck, I think it was based on your story was just like you happen to have that unfortunately the family member that went through this trauma that made you kind of realize oh you know the pgx is another tool but that i don't think that's lucky you just you just did a lot of work and with having boys and three three boys was it three or four, four now? i don't remember because there's so many there's oh so my many goodness four, boys. four of them it's hard work so kudos to you like that that's really amazing really honestly it is Well, thank you. And, and that's why I built it so that I could have that work life balance. And so that ultimately I can better support my family with a job where I have a say in my income at Walgreens for 10 years, I had no say in my income. And as a result for the last five years, I didn't even get a raise. And so I just felt like a sitting duck and like my future is out of my control. So yeah, it takes some work on this side. Pretty sitting duck. (laughs) Yeah. So like while it while it takes some time and energy invested on the side, ultimately it's an investment in your future. And whether it makes you a more valuable employee and like becoming an entrepreneur and and really doing great things with the job you already have, or creating something completely new that really serves the needs of your community, you're investing in yourself and your career and your earning potential. And that is a fun place to be so rewarding 
That that's true. And I tell this on on or I try to tell this on every show that it's important that we all pharmacists come together to make this happen because it's been around PGX has been mm-hmm. around for years, but now pharmacists are kind of getting involved in the middle because we're medication experts. So who best to kind of trans uh, interpret that results, communicate that to other providers, like you educate other pharmacists, things like that. Who better to do that? So we all have to come together to make that happen. And there's this is really awesome to be able to do that. So, but I know a lot of pharmacists also struggle with um, the reimbursement model. So meaning like, cause you know, we're, we're not, when we come out, we're not comfortable with charging for our knowledge because it, we just give it out very freely and willingly at a pharmacy counter, but kind of coming out of that and figuring out okay, what does that reimbursement model look like? How much do I you know, charge somebody for my service, for my four years of education, all that knowledge I have. So what do you necessarily advise them or walk them through that in your um, coaching? Oh, yes. So it is, it can be intimidating to be charging for your services when before you've just given away all of your knowledge for free, but you'll be pleasantly surprised how much patients are willing to invest in themselves and understand their medicine and understand their health. And, and to be able to strategically figure out how you charge for your service so that you are making your ends meet as well as making it as affordable for the patients as possible. Because as an employee, as a W-2 employee, there's no costs for you to work. You just show up to work. But as an entrepreneur, you have costs associated with running your business. So you need to make sure that those are covered. Um, and that you're adequately compensated. And that's something that most pharmacists have never considered before. So to, to think about what's involved and what your end point is, is, is a unique um, calculation, but it's really rewarding to be in charge of your compensation and, and to see patients not have trouble paying for it because they, it provides so much value for them, especially the PGX tool um, in my tool belt. PGX is not the only thing I consult on, but it's such a valuable tool. And when you can show a patient that for the rest of their life, you can help them get the right medication for their DNA that's going to work for them. It's, it's just a slam dunk. And patients are so fed up with medication not working for them, especially in the mental health arena, that they're begging for this and they're looking for the solution. They're just waiting for a pharmacist to come help them, truly. Yeah. And if you think you're right, if you think about the value it provides, it's not that expensive because it's a one-time test. You don't have yeah. to do it every six months or yearly or anything like that. And you can carry it with you everywhere. You can mm-hmm. share it with the providers for any kind of conditions and things like that. So it's really, if you think about the value it brings and put it in that perspective, it's really actually cheap if you ask me. It but truly then is. again, I don't know, depends where you go and which, you know, where you use it and how much the cost is, but really, it really is. It you know, especially when it comes to mental health, if you shorten that time of getting, you know, mentally stable sooner, that's priceless. Yeah, yeah, that really is. And so can you talk about one of your awesome courses that you've created and um, what it entails or what does it teach or how people, pharmacists can benefit from that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is what I love talking about. So after I created, oh, thank you. <laughs> after I created my own consulting practice where I partner with a doctor, I see their patients in a clinic here locally. I got so many messages on LinkedIn from other pharmacists saying, "This is amazing. Can you can you teach me how to do it? I've always wanted to do something like this. I just don't know what to do, especially the business piece because that was the biggest learning curve for me 
And so I felt it was the most efficient use of my time and my best way to serve our profession rather than teaching people one by one is to create a whole course catered to pharmacists just like me who may not know anything about pharmacogenomics and walk them through every step they need to know along the way. If, if they need to be certified to be able in PGX to, to do this and, and how to get certified and how to work with labs and how to work with doctors and how to structure your business and all the different business models that you can choose, because this is definitely not a cookie cutter program. You just create something that meets the needs in your community. And there's so many different ways to apply it. And then I teach, it's like a baby MBA. I kind of think I should get an honorary MBA after that. Like, living, I think so. Living, building, now that you describe it, we'll give you it. one on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like just the, the MBA piece of like, how do you structure a business? How do you do the legal and banking and accounting and all of that backend stuff, invoicing that none of us have ever done before? And then the mindset of an entrepreneur and like how it's different than being an employee and what to expect as far as, bumps in the road or, or challenges and how to work through them and not give up. And so it's, it's kind of the program I wish I had. And so I'm, I created it for other pharmacists so that we can all get, get to this exciting consulting space as efficiently and as quickly as possible. Cause truly it's not that hard. Um, and as pharmacists across the country, we're all, we're all going through the same steps. So there's no reason we need to each like reinvent the wheel when we can just use the same blueprint and customize it to our state to really have that impact in the community that we want, um, have been wanting for all these years. Yeah. And, and you can see from what you're saying, it was not all luck. I'm, I'm, I don't think it all <laughs> fell under your lap. So Very you know what true. I, exactly. So that's where the luck does not come into play. But you know, the other piece of why, um, I always advocate for coaching is because yes, there may be a cost to that, but it actually puts you ahead because instead of, for example, yourself taking the time to learn and then go through all that stuff, someone's already teaching you that. So you're saving the time you're going to take to get there. So that's why, you know, we, we get a coach when we want to, um, you know, get to a certain body level in, in the gym because we want to do that faster. Otherwise we can go to the gym and do it ourselves. It might take longer. So having a coach is actually, um, I do recommend it. So to get you where you need to go quicker and the cost is really not, um, not that big of a deal because you save, you can save a year or two. So I, I don't know how long you took to get to this amazing spot you are, but I, I bet you took a lot of sleepless nights, hard work, you know, you're four, was it three or four again or five? Yeah. Five four young boys. boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four boys, you know, um, always probably very demanding. So that took time away from family. So all that you can just give in your coaching plan or course and just give that to people and so they can save all that time and time. So that's, that's um, I think you've created some, something really awesome for everybody. And so we appreciate that. So we will give you a, a master's or not master's, an MBA. Yes, <laughs> an, an MBA and that on the podcast. Thank you. Sure. I will take it. And well, can I talk about my favorite part of the of the PGX Consulting Confidence of course, Academy? Yes, so, yes, please so there's, do. There's the knowledge of like how to do this, your timeline, your processes, how to, so you know the how. But then I'm all about action and getting results. And so I've also created a community where all the pharmacists here in this academy are talking to each other and have access to each other to support each other 
and cheer each other on and share wins and and help with problem areas because this is such a unique space to not only be an entrepreneurial pharmacist but a PGX entrepreneurial pharmacist it's quite a small niche and so to be able to have other people in the same place as you like cheering you on providing resources or insight that I don't have is exciting because I'm all about elevating the profession and sharing as much knowledge as possible and I don't know every answer to everything out there but other people across the country do. And when we all pool our knowledge and our resources and our wins, and you see other peers who are just a couple months ahead of you already getting clients, then it's so encouraging to keep up because when you're doing it by yourself, you risk losing momentum and losing steam and saying, oh, this is a lot of work. Maybe it's not worth it. But when you have a whole room full of pharmacists who are just like you, who are from hospital or retail and don't have any other experience either, and they're succeeding, then it's really contagious to help you succeed too and have have that support because we need support. It's a lonely, it's a lonely world as an entrepreneur without that. It really is because there's not a lot of uh, PGX consultants out in the field doing uh, what we do. They're more in the school setting, teaching mm-hmm. or things like that. They're not really out, especially out with providers in that in the clinic or maybe know a lot in the um you know, in the community pharmacy to be able to communicate that or have collaboration agreements with a site clinic. So there's not a lot of them out in that space, but there's a lot in the university. So we need them more out in that space so we can kind of all work together. So I, I agree with that. That's, that's a beautiful statement. I love it. And so one of the, I don't know how you've managed your time, but I, I, I always recommend this book by Kevin, um, Kevin Cruz. Yeah, he's got the book called, I don't know if you've read it, Jamie 1440. I don't know the exact title I should say, but I always remember the 1440, which is the number of minutes that you have in a day. So how you use it is really, he talks about how you can use that more efficiently in a day and things like that. So I don't know how you manage your time, but that's a really good book. If you haven't read it, I would recommend it. Not that you need a time management, (laughs) Jamie, you got it, but that's, um, that's really a good for, for a lot of people to use. Because we have a lot of minutes in a day, we just don't use it well. And that's when you become an entrepreneur. You're really not, you know, starting out, even if that's your full-time thing you're doing, you still have eight hours in a day. What are you doing with it versus like, well, it's just really my own business. I can spend two hours here, two hours there. But I'm sure you spend almost 40 hours a week trying to get this ball going and put a, spend a lot of time on it. And that's, that's key. Isn't that right? Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can do so much with the time that you have. And if, if you say, I don't, I don't have enough time. I, I want to do something like this, but I don't have enough time. Tally up how much time you spend watching Netflix or Hulu a week. (laughs) And if you just convert your TV watching time and watching shows into something productive, just that gives you multiple hours a week, if not dozens or more. You have the time. It's just how you're choosing to spend it. And so for me, for like eight months, I didn't watch a TV show. I was just constantly working and listening to podcasts and reading everything I could get and absorb like a sponge and showed that how much you can do in a short period of time. And even if you don't want to go that all in, just taking half an hour a day, an hour a day to do what we're doing right now, listening to podcasts and to build something on the side, you can actually create quite a lot and momentum grows once you start taking action instead of thinking of all the reasons why you can't do it or why it won't work for you. So you said you don't 
when you were in the community pharmacy, you weren't reading all those uh, awesome up-to-date magazine to update yourself on the new drugs coming out, things like that. So what do you read these days to kind of update you on uh, PGX world that you might want to recommend to other people, other pharmacists, I should say? Oh, I read anything I can get my hands on. And I'm always listening to podcasts. There's so many different podcasts that I like that are Hopefully PGX for a pharmacist podcast. So. Yeah, PGX for pharmacists is one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. And just, and not only PGX, but like just entrepreneurial podcasts and news articles and updates because it all connects together. And, and once you catch a vision of what you want to do and how you want to get there, then you just want to consume more and more and more because it, it feels accessible to you and and it's amazing what resources we have. Living in 2021, all we need is a phone and some headphones. And you can have access to all the best books and podcasts and articles that'll just come right to your ears and to your brain. So it's an amazing time to be alive. You just have to actually use That's these resources true. that are there. That's true. I love the energy. That's true. So do you reach out or not reach out? Do, do you get reached out from pharmacy students? Because I know that's another target that um, is really awesome. Uh, again, me as a preceptor, I really am shocked at how much knowledge we still don't have as a pharmacy student. So do you have something for pharmacy students or are you just more geared towards pharmacists out in the field that want to kind of change up their career or both? No, both, both. I've had pharmacy students go through my academy because they know they want more out of pharmacy and have always been interested in entrepreneurship, but don't necessarily want to own the fully stocked pharmacy and want to do something different. So I've had students, they're not even graduated yet, and they're already planning on building their own business with PGX as a component. So they've already gone through and are are viewing pharmacy school through a different lens on how is this going to create a career for me? How am I going to use this knowledge to really do something amazing out there rather than like I went through pharmacy school, like I just got to master the knowledge and pass the test and then I'll sign up for a job and I'm good to go. They're, they're the real ones to watch for because they're already planning ahead and making their pharmacy school experience that they're paying for so dearly with their time and money, the absolute best it can be. So I love working with them. It's so fun. That's awesome. I think that's a good start for them because why not start early? So you, you you're mm-hmm. right. They can see the they can see things with a different perspective now. That's pretty awesome. So what what's I know we talked a lot about this, but what's the number one advice you would give a pharmacist listening? Like, oh my gosh, I have to do PGX. <laughs> it's accessible to you. You don't have to love genetics to do this. And even though pharmacogenomics combining pharmacology with genetics sounds so high level. If I can do it, you can do this. Like truly, it's just a deeper right. dive into pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. And it, this is in our wheelhouse and to not be intimidated by the science because this is the future of pharmacy. This is genetically dosing our patients and we're going to have to be responsible for it in the future, whether we like it or not. So get on the bandwagon now and then you get to be a leader in your field and in your community before um, everyone else jumps on board and it becomes standard of care because I've been amazed at all the opportunities that I've had right in my community that I didn't even know about until I got in the space and started talking to prescribers and showing them what I could do. Now I'm turning down offers left and right. Cause I just don't have time. Whereas before I was applying for years on indeed.com for a different pharmacy position and never got any callbacks. And now 
Like I'm turning people wow. down. So I'm glad you didn't get any call back <laughs> because now we have you to do PGX consulting. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. you would be somewhere else hidden, hidden talent. Yep. Well, that, that's awesome. Well, where can people find you uh, on social media? So to a- answer or ask questions or just to reach to you? Yes. Reach out. I love questions. So many people have helped me along the way that I'm anxious to turn around and help any other pharmacist who's burned out or stressed out or is looking for any other option in pharmacy. So you can find me at um, drjamiewilkie.com or on LinkedIn, um, Dr. Jamie Wilkie. I'm so happy to have any feedback and comments and help you as much as I can. Well, that's awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. It was really exciting to have you. And um, we're all very proud of you. I'm speaking for everybody that's listening. I hear them all right now. So we're very proud of you. And I'm glad you're doing this for the pharmacy world. I think it's really eye-opening for everybody to hear and learn more about PGX. So I, I hope you, we have you back more and hear more about awesome things you do. I appreciate it. Um, and thank you everyone to tuning in and please tune in next time where we have another amazing speaker you don't want to miss. And don't forget to share this link to everyone so they can also tune in and listen to PGX for Pharmacy podcast on the pharmacy podcast networks there's no other place to go for all your pgx needs we do a lot of pgxing out in here yes thank you dr sarami thanks for your interest in pgx and for spending some time with us please share this podcast and leave us a review on apple podcasts or spotify for all of our episodes please visit pgx4rx.com that's pgx4rx.com